Hello, Ben. How you doing? Good, how are you? Excited for the second episode. We're back. We are back indeed. And I started the last podcast by giving you a quick fire challenge. I've got another one for you, which is related to the first episode of the podcast we did. Excellent. Better chance of getting a couple right then, hopefully. Yes. Well, you, you've been enjoying the podcast stats coming for episode one. We've hit the heady heights of three figures. So you've got five seconds here. Our podcast was listened to in five different countries around the world. Can you name those five countries? Go. The UK, uh, America, Australia, Singapore and Hong Kong. Just over five seconds, but I'll give it to you. Smash oh my that God, one. we are off and running. That is the first one. Just to say, though, it does sort of highlight the fact that maybe looking at the stats a little bit too closely for the first cast. What do you think? Maybe a little bit, but I think I think your heart's in the right place and you'll be ready for that day that we're taking on Peter Crouch at the top of the podcast charts. Oh, I did love the uh, it was very showbiz of you being able to say it's got three figure listeners. So it could be 101 or it could be 998. There is a big difference in there isn't it yeah and um no prizes for guessing which end we're closer to yes exactly <laughs> but we're not going to divulge those sensitive numbers at this stage we don't feel we have to so there we go let's get cracking and get some more listeners Yes, welcome to My Brothers Funnier Than Me. Two brothers, 13-year age difference, different dads, different voices, different backgrounds, but ultimately uniting to try and create a fairly mediocre comedy podcast. My name's Sammy James, and this is my big brother, Ben. How you doing? Very well, not too bad. Just wading through some fan mail, actually. Uh, oh, really? Kind of, yeah, it it's must been be coming a... thick and fast. <laughs> well, it is, it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's some of it's titled, uh, you know, my brother's funny than me, but some of all sort of highlighted how much more attractive I am as well, which is a surprise. A nice surprise, I'd say. Um, so they maybe done, <laughs> done some research into what I look like as well, but uh, I'm not sure. Just trying to do anything to get away from the fears of the second album, to be honest. I just, uh, just don't want to crash and burn. No, and I guess there is that dilemma when you do the second podcast, isn't it? Because the first one, we were free and innocent and we didn't understand what we were getting ourselves into. Our, our minds and our judgments weren't clouded, but now we know that there are three-figure listeners out there and we might be more eager to please and therefore you know, make more mistakes. I guess that's, that's the worry, isn't it? Well, it is a worry. I mean, it hasn't affected me that much. I just haven't slept since the first podcast <laughs> trying to work out what to write. So, uh, yeah, bit of a bit of a struggle situation when you got sort of random people coming out the woodwork I haven't spoken to in sort of 20 years saying I'm really looking forward to the episode too I mean I, I, I hope you've got this up your sleeve I mean, you must be running out of things to say and I'm thinking yeah don't highlight the pressure I'm already <laughs> feeling it <laughs> well in this week's podcast we're going to be kind of discussing coming out of lockdown and random purchases um, that we've made um, whilst we're in this weird limbo period. Um, quick bit of admin though, I just want to get a bit of an update on the road um, if possible because that was very much the theme of episode one. You were talking about your neighbourhood WhatsApp and I just wondered if there's been any developments in the last week and, and most importantly, did anyone on the road find out about this podcast? No, they're not one of the uh, free figure listeners. Otherwise, we would be in a little bit of trouble. I, I, to be honest with you, no, very quiet from the road. I mean, someone did throw a brick through my window the other day, but I think that's—I <laughs> don't think that's a related incident. I'm not sure. My my girlfriend seems to think 
it could be, but I, I don't know. At the end of the day, we got You're two You're getting cars. all sorts, fan mails and bricks through the window. Yeah, I mean, yeah, one of them was a brick through the window with fan mail attached. So oh, it was right. an interesting, yeah, so, so it was a crazy <laughs> cow. And actually, Sam's okay. I mean, there's a couple of couple of slash tyres on our car. But again, I mean, it's it, we got another car, fortunately, so it's fine. But yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, the group's been reasonably quiet. I think... Um, I think it started off as a heavy flow of influx of bits and bobs, but just to sort of summarise the road this week, I mean, I say it's quiet. We had a we had a fugitive, as it was named on the group. I think a fugitive's quite. Oh, a, the person in the left, yeah, yeah. Well, no, we had a fugitive on the road. Apparently, they were hiding in the garden. They were a, a, a local thief who oh. been who was on the run from the law. Yeah, absolutely. So, quite a serious word. I, the only fugitive I know is Harrison Ford, I think, from the film. So, um, yeah, it wasn't quite on that kind of level. We've also got another character that I've uh, who's emerged, a kind of a head teacher. What's what's that head teacher from Matilda called? Oh, what that Miss um, Trunchbull, the one that yeah. puts her in the choke, it puts Matilda exactly. in the chokey and stuff. Yeah, well, it's just we just just sort of telling the group off. Sent 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 the group a message oh. the other day. Someone left the group. And she sent a message. I don't know exactly what it said, but it sort of went along the lines of, look, guys, I mean, it's been wonderful getting to know each other. And and I think it has served a purpose. But let's not talk about individuals on the group. Oh, let's give me not, a break. yeah, really OTT. It was sent at 6 16 in the morning as well. So it was one of those ones where they've all. Obviously, thought about it all, all night, night. Set the alarm. Got up early, and uh, it's like the one. It's the kind of the text you send your boss when you're skiving. Yeah. Well, what was the reaction? What was the reaction to this telling off that she gave the group? <laughs> Interestingly, it was. I don't think it was the reaction she was hoping for. I think she was hoping for three or four people going, "Good on you, well said." I totally agree. Actually, three people just left. Oh so, no! So, yeah, I know. She's had a nightmare. Yeah, three people left off the basis for thinking, don't have a go at me, love. I'm not yeah, having I'm that. Yeah, not, I'm not in the mood for this. So we'll, 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 we will see. But nothing really other than that this week. Well, we actually saw each other for a first yesterday, Ben. I know, it was lovely. It was first time in a while. Um, to be honest with you, it felt a bit strange, didn't it? Yeah, it was a bit. So we saw each other because it was our sister Abby's 40th birthday. So um, her and Luke, her husband, arranged a, a little get-together, kind of in in staggered stages. So kind of our family came first and then his family came second. And well, basically, your appearance at, the, at Abby's party was wait around, chat a bit, and then as soon as the food came, eat the food, go, with, um, with, a, with, a, with an armful of Tupperware. Well, to be honest, I brought my own Tupperware which I, I felt was slightly embarrassing but I said to, I said to Sam before I left who couldn't make it I was thinking is it a little bit presumptuous to bring your own Tupperware to a barbecue and I thought to myself do you know what on this occasion I will do I mean it was only it was about the sort of size of like one of those wheel on cases you take for short for all flights <laughs> really so it was enough to it was enough to salvage quite a bit a few scotch eggs uh, sausage rolls and some cheesecake so it was good me and you though must have spent a good proportion of it talking about our favourite TV show at the moment, which is The Last Dance, which you and I basically can't get enough of. I think I now know everything there is to know about basketball. Well, to be honest with you, if you only know one thing about basketball, Michael Jordan's not a bad start. Um, I did actually leave a couple of things out that I spoke about yesterday. Well, I don't know why, but we were talking more about his skills rather than my demise because of the TV show. Well, yeah, I I know that you said that it's it's cost you a bit of money. I feel like we need to explain this and, and, and 
and explain how the last dance has, has become quite so financially crippling for you well i mean the first one's the first one's more of a sort of uh, to be honest with you i just always wanted and always have and have owned in the past an nba basketball vest and i think i've actually over a period of sort of three decades i've incrementally bought one owned it and whoever i'm sort of been with or socially friends they've all just said look you just can't pull that off and and to be honest with you i don't think there's many men who can pull off that basketball vest i mean if percentage wise for the average joe it's got to be less than 10 percent. i mean can you imagine me in a basketball vest I... Oh, oh to be honest with you, if you want to have a look i'll take mine outside and hang it on a fence panel if you want uh, <laughs> <laughs> i mean it'll, it'll go make sure especially if you add your deck shoes with it as well we yeah, really yeah, that, yeah. that look is setting off lovely um, i mean at the end of the day the basketball vest at the, at the very least it's on par with white jeans it's that high tariff it's yeah it is it's, it's kind of a off the 10 meter board it's a fr- it's an inward three and a half somersault with pike <laughs> after a night out on the lash it's that sort of it's very very high tariff so that's my first expense i just bought i was at home and oh i really want to buy one of them but so what did you buy did you buy a bulls jordan vest well no actually a bit of a traitor i was arch enemy i actually bought a boston celtics vest because i caught sort of semi support them so that was the first expense yeah. Um, the second one is sort of plays into what I mentioned at the end of last week's cast of the dilemma I had. Um, basically, it's it's almost a bit embarrassing. I was thinking about not mentioning this on the cast, but I was having a few drinks and uh, it was quite late at night. And basically, my partner's got an exercise trampoline, very small, in the lounge, and I might, on a couple of occasions been doing the odd imaginary slam dunk with my dog Archie's duck in my hand. Oh, and... you're going to say Archie in your hand. I was like, that doesn't sound safe. <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair, that's not a bad idea. I could have gone for that. So I, I was doing a few dunks at home with various dog toys and I might... Well, I say I might. I know <laughs> you have. I have. I, uh, I put my foot through it, basically. Oh, God. Well, yeah, not all the way through it, but certainly enough to break. And yeah. Sam reminded me that when when she bought this piece of kit a few weeks ago, I was sort of high and mighty, sort of saying, "Oh God, you know, Sam, you know how I feel about these things. If you buy it cheap, you buy twice, and you <laughs> will inevitably have to replace that. I mean, <laughs> it's just so stupid. You don't." She's like. Look, please, it's okay. I, I know what I'm doing. Well, yeah, that's before your big boyfriend, who's had a bottle and a half of Rioja, decides to do two-footed tomahawk dunks <laughs> off your trampoline and breaks it. But what, where were you slam dunking onto the sofa? Oh no, there was no net. I, I, I didn't. I, I couldn't build. Uh, it wasn't time to build other props. Basically, all it was was run through the lounge jump, try and sort of imitate the kind of Michael Jordan slam dunk and then throw this imagine this duck through an imaginary hoop. So, yeah, I mean, it's all, and I had done it a few times. It wasn't something that, I mean, I wasn't commentating. I wasn't sort of saying, it's late in the you day. You were, though. I was a little bit. There was a couple of times I was like, ladies and gentlemen, we are deep fourth quarter and Redmond picks up the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to replace, I am going to buy again, and I won't be buying cheap. So that show, which I do love, has cost me more than my Netflix subscription for the year. So that's interesting. I've got a purchase that I've seen on your Instagram that I I, I have to ask you about because, well, it's been quite a heated topic in the family. Um 
and, and I haven't asked you about this yet. You've purchased a kayak. And oh. I, I just, I have, I have so many questions. Where are you planning on putting this kayak? How much did the kayak cost? Why have you bought a kayak despite never showing an interest in either canoeing, rowing or kayaking in your life? It seems to me potentially the most obscene lockdown purchase that I've seen anyone do. Uh, well, so far we've used it in the lounge. Uh, it was a nice, <laughs> it was a comfortable first voyage. Uh, and we smashed the champagne against the wall, and then we were uh, we literally uh, had a little row in the lounge, full kit on, of course, life jackets yeah. and everything, and it was successful. We uh, inflated, packed it away, and uh, looked at my Apple Watch, and I'd burnt forty two calories. So it was actually quite a worthwhile <laughs> experience. But I mean, to be honest with you, the kayak, the kayak's a strange one, buddy, because. The thing is, we wanted two individuals. We wanted two individual ones um, because um, we were going to get inflatables because obviously we haven't got enough room. And uh, I was a bit embarrassed, actually, when we purchased it because... I noticed when I was reading the fine book, my missus was like, I found one, I found one. This is lovely. This is great. This is a great one. I was like, oh my God, this is good. This is good. And I scanned down and I was thinking, oh, there are features. And, uh, and then it said weight, weight restriction, weight limit. And I thought, okay, There's a weight limit on a kayak, yeah, surely. Well, like, well, on the inflatable one, it is. And it's a different animal, isn't it? And well, I like, guess, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be, it's inflatable, mate. So it's <laughs> the wrong weight and that bad boy is going down. And uh, <laughs> and, and, and it said, it said uh, something on the lines of um, 90 kg max. Weight, and I thought to myself, Ooh, <laughs> that doesn't give me much wriggle room. Um, no, that's a- quite that's a lot lower than you'd imagine a like actual sea bearing kayak t- to be. Well, yeah, so to be honest with you, I mean, that's that's one bad Christmas or another lockdown. <laughs> I'm over, it's over now. I mean, it'd be like we're packing those away, can't get it out. So, any more midnight cheese, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're straight over that threshold. Oh, yeah, if you carry on with the cheese, I'm go- at that ferocious rate, you, you're finished. So, I um, so basically, I was just a bit embarrassed to be honest. I said, She's gonna hear this on the podcast, so I was just a bit embarrassed to bring up another sort of weight issue after the trampoline. So, I I basically just went in and said, do you know what, darling? I've had a really nice idea. I thought maybe we could connect on the ocean, maybe on the sea, connect out there. <laughs> Perhaps we'll get a double canoe, a double kayak. We can relax, we can chat, we can have a little bit of food, we can maybe sunbathe. And Sam was like, what a lovely idea that is. That is so lovely. That <laughs> so really wait, is. she thinks that you've bought a double kayak so that it's all romantic and a nice thing that you can do together. But really, the real reason that you've bought a double canoe is that you thought you might actually completely submerge the first one. Well, an individual an individual one I'm going to sink. You buy a double, you've got 200 kg max limit. Sam's really light. It's a no-brainer. It gives us loads of wriggle room. I can have really bad lockdown, crash diets. I can have a bad Christmas. That bad boy is still up and running. So that's the reason why I bought it. Well, yeah, you don't know about this because I was talking to Dad about this yesterday and he is, I'd say, concerned about about where you're planning on kayaking this. Are you planning on going in the sea with the kayak? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to go sort of uh, in the sea on the shoreline and rivers, really. I mean, it is sea-wearing. It has got the capability to be in the sea. I mean, obviously, there is an element of caution, to be fair. <laughs> well, I mean, our dad um, loves his all things nautical. Um, he loves his boats, wind, compasses, 
anything to do with the tide he is he is kind of your man and as you can imagine yesterday uh he was very very distressed about has has he thought about the onshore wind direction has he thought about which way the tides are going you know it's very dangerous is sea kayaking in the wrong conditions so I don't want to be I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but but he definitely had his doubts. <laughs> he thinks it's going to be the old uh, me calling in the RNLI or the local coast guard. Well, yeah, I think <laughs> the old I... uh, hello there is Captain Redmond on board the two berth Madison inflatable kayak. <laughs> uh, we seem to have run into a spot of bother and just tracking nicely in the shipping channel. Um, we've got a four hundred foot tanker on my port side causing me a little <laughs> bit of distress on deck um yes there is someone else on deck my partner's with me but she's uh she's in and out of consciousness at the moment she fainted some time ago <laughs> i think that's she, what he thinks would happen she's really regretting going for the tandem kayak yeah she's on <laughs> and is now chained to all of my mistakes <laughs> and when she does come around she spends most of the time on the phone looking for new places to live <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, I'd be interested to see if you can prove him wrong. When when, when are you going for the maiden voyage? Mate, no jokes. It's happening straight after this. In fact, when we wrap this up, we're going down there. It's a six mile an hour easterly wind. The tide's out. It's, it's on its way in. It's going to push us back to, to the beach. Oh, you Everyone's have done your out. research. I know, but to be fair, I've read that this morning and I had to get it on the podcast because it's just so... I, it's literally shit that's coming out of my mouth. But you've, you've fell for it i mean the only person who won't fall for that would be dad as long as sam falls for it then you're kind of okay well she's so keen it's unbelievable i'm the one thing i'm worried about is the pat beach and me getting in that kayak i don't think it's going to be the most beautiful sight no elegance is not a word i'd use i've got a feeling i might just flip straight over the top and end up sort of (laughs) diving headfirst in the other side i think why sam's like going ben where you gone, Ben? Where are you? You've disappeared. I'm like underwater thinking, okay, how many people have just seen me do that? So we'll see. I'll report back on the on pod number three. Well, um, hopefully you report back on pod number three. Perished at sea in a kayaking accident is certainly a, a novel excuse for, for not continuing a, a <laughs> podcast series. I'll try and get some video links for the, uh, for the Twitter page just to see if we got any sort of successful moments on the cast. But uh, actually, can I tell you so about that? We did a recce on the tides. We're going to launch in a very quiet place. Um, yeah. So we found a remote beach just where we live, but we never use. I mean, we use the more public beach, but there's a little bit of a remote section. We went up there yesterday and uh, we were just having a little look and uh, we got to, we got the car. We wanted obviously social distance. We parked the car and from afar, all we could all we could see is like basically about 10, 15 sets of sunbathers, you know, some on their own, some with one other person and just this fisherman in the middle of the uh, in the middle of them, you know, with his tripod all set up. Uh, yeah. and we thought perfect off we go so we had a little trundle down there now our dog was with us and he, he at the end of the day he's a spaniel so he does like a little sniff and um <laughs> he was on his normal patrol and sniffing around and uh he basically went and started speaking to sort of various people on the beach unfortunately they're all fucking naked oh yeah. Oh, is it a nudist beach? Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the thing is... I didn't even know you got those in England. I thought you got uh, only got those in certain weird parts of Ibiza. Yeah, I mean, it's just far too liberal. But it's it, it, pretty much, 
it was a the demographic is 60 plus and they're always oh men um yeah. so it's not a great site at best archie i mean his eyes lit up i think he thought here we go <laughs> here we go the butcher's left something out so um so there's a bit of that going on and uh, the only thing i could kept on saying to sam i said how on earth is that fisherman Ended up fully clothed, fishing here with all this. Oh, so he him. was. He, so he wasn't naked, but he was on the nudist beach. Yeah, he was there. He was fishing. Why has he gone there? Well, like, the only thing I can think about is a wind up. I can think that someone in the office, someone in the office, or down the down the yards, wind him up. And they've gone there. Hey, Keith, Keith, you got a minute? <laughs> got a minute? Yeah, sure. What's the problem? Well, the lads were just talking. We just got a uh, slight recommendation for you. Uh, do you still like getting your rod out? Uh, it's, uh, it's a cracking place just down on the beach cracking place loads of room loads of room you can spread your tackle right out down there I'm trying to assure you it's lovely oh yes yeah, that's, that's brilliant thanks for the recommendations so, do you fancy coming with me nah nah see I would love nah, to leave, Keith. Nah, leave it mate leave it yeah I would do Keith but you know fishing's not really my thing the one thing the lads did say though though we wanted to warn you it can get a bit exposed down there, you know, down on the beach. Just, just watch how you go, Keith. But anyway, actually, it sort of turned. It sort of transpired that this might be the case because, as I got closer to him, I said to Sam, "What? Well, I've just got to sort of have some dialogue with this fisherman to see what he thinks." I actually went over and kind of found out why he was there. Yeah, well, not in any detail because I didn't want to over. And I was thinking, I don't make some stupid joke like I've just done about rods and tackles. Yeah, rods, tackles, and yeah. exposure. Yeah. yeah, it's not cool. I just came over and the first thing that came up my first thing that came up my mouth was like, I bet you ain't turned around all day, mate. <laughs> and he went, I know, I, I, I can't believe it. He said, I sat up here early, there was no one here. And I was thinking, oh, oh you poor sod. He said, uh, I said, have you caught anything? He said, no, I haven't caught anything either. <laughs> I, I said to him, I said to him, if you want to catch something, spin round, cast up the beach and you'll have a winner straight away. Yeah. <laughs> catch my do- although, yeah, my dog's already had first dibs on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he turned around and said, yeah, I would do, but it's quite difficult to weigh, which I thought was quite amusing. Oh, very uh, good. I was quite concerned, actually, because I was thinking, they were, you know, people were going to say, look, mate, if you want to be here, you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to get your kit off. And I was thinking to yeah. myself, I was thinking. Well, <laughs> so is that where we? Where is that where you're launching the kayak from later, or have you chosen to go to the more normal part of the beach? I think I, we are actually we are actually considering that as a launch point, but down <laughs> close down closer to the rocks with our clothes on. We're not going to do we're not going to do naked kayaking with just a life jacket on. Well, I remember when I was about ten, going on holiday with mum and dad. I don't think you were there, and um, we we got to know this other family. And um, there was a there was a, a lad about four or five years older than me, and he had a little dinghy boat with an outboard engine. And he said, "Oh, we should go take the dinghy out and kind of go around this little island that we were we were staying next to." And I mean, I was just ten; I just kind of went along with it. And anyway, we hit this like really like bumpy patch of waves obviously he shouldn't really have put a dinghy through it and it was like really really choppy because it was so shallow it tipped both of us out of this dinghy oh wow and suddenly yeah no suddenly it was actually quite serious and thanks for bringing up the story just before i'm just about to yeah, go out no, the main no, no, just to give you a thing but anyway we had to like kind of swim to a nearest rock um whilst this dinghy was still kind of like whizzing around near where we were like thinking back quite a dangerous situation but all i really remember is that the people that came to save us on this particular island we'd gone round 
a bit like your instant yesterday, it was a nudist beach. So I was 10 years old and my parents by this point, I think had realized what had happened and, and had come out to find me, um, being comforted by, um, three Spanish people all with their kit off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a, yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, there was a downturn in your personality and how you behave since yeah. that incident, to be honest. I don't think you, I don't think you really were the same ever again, really. If I, no, if I maybe it's a, a few, maybe it's a few it's mysteries solved. Dad has asked me previous what he thought it was. When was the moment that you went a bit strange? And actually, I think we've just unearthed it. So I thank God for this podcast. Sorry for anyone who's having to listen to that. Um, but it's important to unearth the de- the defects with the brother. And uh, that's excellent to know. All right, well, I think that's a pretty good effort for podcast two, Ben. I mean, I was definitely feeling the pressure. We spoke about it at the beginning of the podcast, but... I don't know. I guess the the proof's in the pudding. Will we still get three figure listeners by by the end of episode two? Who knows? Yeah, or two finger abuse. Let's see what happens and which one comes first. <laughs> More but, bricks through the window. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. We're waiting to see. Actually, you've given me a good idea. Actually, there because that was okay. quite. Yeah, your story represents a story that I didn't know about you. In fact, to be honest with you, uh, for obvious reasons, I didn't know about it. But uh, might give <laughs> well, me. An hopefully, idea. the NSPCC don't find out about it either. <laughs> yeah, well, with the old well, for, well, the, well, the lack of parenting neglect, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> mum and dad drinking mojitos on the beach while you were just uh, being comforted by three Spanish men who were naked interesting interesting little story um, but actually it's given me an idea for the next episode maybe I could do a segment now and again bring it in stories you don't know about me with perhaps a, a learning element to them well I guess maybe we're going to have to kind of dig through the crates and find those stories that neither of us know about each other because they're, they're few and far between, but I bet there's some unearthed gems there that just haven't been shared over the years. Okay, well, what we'll do is, podcast free, I'm going to do you a story. I've got one that, that springs to mind. Let's just kind of leave you with this teaser. University and poodles. Poodles, as in a dog poodle. Yes, absolutely. And it's not a trendy new way, new word for a poo. It's, uh, no. it's uni, uni, <laughs> uni and dogs. uni and dogs okay i'm intrigued i'm intrigued well thank you very much for listening to this second episode of my brother's funnier than me today if you enjoy the podcast make sure you subscribe it's really really important for us if you can subscribe means you get the episode straight to your phone Um, means you never miss a brilliant episode of top quality humor from myself um, and ben and also if you've enjoyed the podcast what we'd really, really appreciate is if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you can leave us a review, it'll uh, help others to find this podcast and uh, potentially get a few more people listening to us, which is the aim behind the whole thing, isn't it, Ben? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you're on Twitter, follow us at Brothers Funnier. And also you can email us, mybrothersfunnierthanme at gmail.com. If you're listening and you'd like to send us a, a story or an anecdote that we can use in future podcasts, or even maybe a question uh, for myself and Ben, uh, we'd absolutely love to hear from you. Ben, we'll, uh, we'll reconvene in a week. No worries, mate. Have a mind how you go and I will um, I will speak to you from the high seas. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> Take care.